show in the sky. Thank you, Jesus. How many remember when God put a rainbow in your sky? And let you know there's going to be a brighter day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I woke up this morning. Amen. And, and when the sun began to shine through the window, on the carpet there was a beautiful rainbow. I took a picture of it. I just said, Lord, this is going to be a good day. Hallelujah. God just reminds you of his promise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We stand upon the promises of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It feels good to be in the house of God today. It feels so good to be in the house of God today. Amen. Reading this morning from 2 Chronicles chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. While you're turning there, let me mention that the month of October is going to be a month where we provide special emphasis on the matter of of servant leadership and ministry involvement and uh, this of course 2020 I don't have to remind you has been a very unusual year and and it calls for all hands on deck it calls for the whole body of Christ to come together and to apply ourselves like never before we have a mission to accomplish we have a work to do uh, we didn't take the year off we're focused on what the Lord has called us to do. And so the month of October, we're going to pay special close attention to the matters of servant leadership and ministry involvement. And it's going to be a beautiful month, blessed of the Lord. Amen. And the church said, Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. Then said Solomon, the Lord hath said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. But I have built an house of habitation and a place for thy dwelling forever. And the king turned his face and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. And all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath with his hands fulfilled that which he spake with his mouth to my father David. And I want to uh, speak to you today on the subject, building a place for God to dwell. Building a place for God to dwell. Amen. Could we just lift up our voices to the Lord and ask him to bless the preaching of his word and this time we have in his presence. Lord, I thank you for your precious people, the congregation of the righteous, for all that have gathered today, all who are watching live stream, all who are together in spirit, we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed your people. We thank you that you have brought us together by the precious blood of the Lamb, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask today that your word would go forth as you intended to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the anointing of the Lord be upon your messenger. Let the spirit of the Lord be upon your people and in us, O oh God, leading every word we speak, guiding every step we take. We thank you, Lord, and give you all praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. We are coming into a very unique time uh, in the history of the Tree of Life Church. And we are coming into this time even in the midst of a challenging season. But the church, if the church of the Lord has proven anything, it is that the church responds to challenging seasons. God, of course, gave us the mandate and the direction to build a house for his glory right here in Montgomery on 6477 Cooper Road overlooking I-71 and Ronald Reagan Highway. And we intend to do what the Lord has instructed us to do. We have given sacrificially through now over two years and 
in June, May and June of 2021, it will be, it will be three years. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. If, if we could show the total uh, monies that have been committed over the course of 36 months, if we could show that graphic, total commitments, $3,509,084. Can we just thank God right now for the total monies that have been committed? Amen. And if we can show the graphic of how many monies have been received to date, $2,406,700. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you that is a miracle. That is a miracle. And we give God the praise for it. We have about $1.1 million to raise uh, to meet our total commitment. And I believe God is going to empower us to do that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel a witness in the Holy Ghost that God is going to empower us to achieve what we have set out to achieve. And I thank each and every one of you that are here, each and every one of you that are viewing via live stream or listening. Uh, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your commitment. Even in trying times, you have remained committed. You have remained faithful to the work that God has called us to do. And I think that you should give one another a great hand clap of appreciation because we have been able to lean on one another, to count on one another, and the work of God is moving forward. Hallelujah. Now, I have come to, I told you, if, if you may have received a letter and might have even seen it online, but we have a, a big announcement. And I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stretch it out and make you wait to the end of everything. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what the big announcement is. We have, after speaking with our financial consultants, our architects, and our owner's representatives, our, our committees that are helping us prepare for this, for this project, we have determined a construction start date. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and we have every reason to believe that we have settled on a, on a month where we will begin construction. And I'll let you know what that is in a couple of weeks. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to tell you. What, I'll tell you right now. March 2021, we have every reason to believe that we are going to begin construction. Hallelujah. 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 We ought to give God praise right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, you ought to give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That is in six months. And we are going to be concluding our campaign in eight to nine months. And so we have about eight to nine months to raise about $1.1 million. And we need to raise just as much as we possibly can over the next six months. And, and we're going to spread that out and all get our shoulders under the plow, under the burden, and move forward in Jesus' name saying, Lord, use me to do what I can do to make this vision a reality. Amen. Make this vision a reality. And so that's what I want to call us together to do is to, to think, to pray and say, Lord, what can I do to move the vision forward? What can I do? Don't, don't worry about whether what you do will make it all happen. Just know, God, you're going to empower me to do something. And I'm going to tell you, it, it, when, the, when, the, when the little lad had five loaves and two fishes, a lot of people would have said, well, that's nothing. And Jesus said, bring it to me. And I don't know what the Lord will empower you to do, but, but when he empowers you to do it, don't be afraid. Bring it to him because when it gets placed in his hands, something miraculous happens to what we have. It might be five loaves, two fish, and as far as the world is concerned, small potatoes. But when it gets placed in the hands of Jesus, when it gets placed in the hands of Jesus, multitudes will be fed. Multitudes. 
thousands, thousands of people who are hungry and seeking an answer from the Lord, they will be fed by the very thing that you place into the hands of God. Can you give God praise for that reality, that truth? Hallelujah. So don't, don't look at the number of 1.1 million as being some mountain that you can't move. We're all putting our shoulder to this mountain. Amen. And we're saying, Lord, what can I do? What can you use me to do in Jesus' name? And he will speak to our hearts and give us direction. And I know you've been giving throughout this season, and you've seen miracles. We've seen miracles throughout this season. Hallelujah. I've had people come up to me saying, I thought 2020 was supposed to be a year where there was going to be total financial calamity, and all I've seen is blessing upon blessing, blessing upon blessing. Let me tell you something. God has every blessing covered. He said, I will bless you, and he said, I will bless them that bless you. Hallelujah. See, your employer's going to be blessed for blessing you. They don't even know where the blessing's coming from. They just know that the more they bless you, hallelujah, the more they're blessed because it's a commandment from the Lord. I will bless them that bless you. He said, I will curse them that curse you. God has the blessing covered. Amen. And we are building a place for God to dwell. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about this building program in the Word of God that King Solomon initiated. This building program was uh, unlike any in the scriptures. It was a building that David, his father, Solomon's father David, described as being exceeding magnifical. Exceeding magnifical. Now that's a, that's a great word. We don't use it much anymore, but I think I'm going to start. I think I'm just going to start. Man, that is magnifical. I'm just going to start using that word. David said it's a house that is exceeding magnifical. Thank the Lord. And people came from the uttermost parts of the earth just to see it and to hear the wisdom of Solomon, the man God used to build this great temple for the Lord. Now, we know that the Apostle Paul explained to us that you and I, the body of Christ, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We understand that we, as the collective body of Christ, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Even as individuals, I have within me the spirit of the living God. You do too if you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You have the spirit of God inside of you. That makes you a temple in which the Lord can dwell. And so Paul was explaining to us, if you're not able to go to a physical location... Do not be disheartened because the Holy Ghost inside of you can empower you from within and, and that you, the church, are the temple of the Lord. This has been a source of great comfort to the church for many years and in many locations. Some places in our world, it is criminalized for people to gather and to worship God. For years, for generations, people have worshipped God under threat of arrest, under threat of death. They have worshipped the Lord in what we call the underground church. Because it is a place where they cannot be found out or they will be executed or persecuted. And, and we have seen in just those last several months, we've seen pastors arrested. We've seen churches that have been intimidated and persecuted for even, even in the utmost compliance, trying to con conduct some kind of a worship experience. And, and we're seeing it in our own nation. Folks, never take for granted, never take for granted the ability to come together and praise the Lord, worshiping God with Precious people of like precious faith, never take it for granted. If you ever did, never take it for granted again. There's something beautiful about being able to come together and praise God in a place that is dedicated for the glory of the Lord. And so Paul let us know, look, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't ever think, regardless of what prison you're in, that you cannot meet with God because you can you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, regardless of what exile you're experiencing, 
You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Regardless of where your circumstances may have placed you, God can be God anywhere you need him to be God. This is what Solomon said at the outset of this passage that we are reading. He said, the Lord hath said that he will dwell in the thick darkness. Sometimes we look at King Solomon as though maybe he's missing the point by building such a beautiful temple. Sometimes we say, oh, Solomon, he didn't really understand how God operates because he built this magnificent temple and God doesn't need a magnificent temple. When you read carefully the words of King Solomon and his prayer to God and his commitment to God, you see that he very much understood that God does not need a temple in which to dwell. At one point in his prayer, he said, Lord, this building that I'm building cannot contain you. He said, the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. He said, I'm not building a temple to somehow contain God. He said, the Lord hath said, I will dwell in the thick darkness. This means that God will dwell wherever you need him to dwell. He will come down into whatever darkness you find yourself facing. He will step into whatever lonely circumstances you have found yourself facing. And in 2020, we experienced that in a way none of us had ever experienced that. We experienced it at home, trying to worship God in our living rooms. And thank God for technology. And I thank God for everybody that's watching via live stream. We know you're there. We're thankful that you're there. And by being there, you're here. And we're grateful for that. And we love you. Can we give everybody watching via live stream a great big hand to let them know we love you. We miss you. And we know you're there. And we're all going to build this building together in Jesus' name. And the Lord's going to move in our situation and give us a victory like we've never seen before. But we saw it this year in a unique way, worshiping God in our living rooms. And again, thank God for technology. Thank God we were able to stream the preaching, the singing, the worship into people's homes. And we had teams that were providing these services and we're thankful to the Lord for it. Solomon said, look, the Lord has said, I will dwell in the thick darkness. You don't have to build anything for me. You don't, you don't have to build any, any big temple for me. I'm going to dwell in the thick darkness. I'll be with you in the hospital room. I'll be with you in the courtroom. I'll be with you in the living room. I'll be with you wherever you need me to be. Call on me and I will be there. Call upon me and I will be there. Then Solomon switches the narrative and said, But I have built an house of habitation for thee and a place for thy dwelling forever. And then he turned his face and he blessed the whole congregation of Israel. And all the congregation of Israel stood and he said, Blessed be the Lord God who hath fulfilled with his hands what he spoke to David my father with his mouth. Let me tell you that that is a principle you and I must understand. God will fulfill with his hands what he promised with his mouth. God will fulfill every promise that he has given you from his mouth. If it came from his mouth, it is settled word. It is settled truth. If it comes from the mouth of God, God will fulfill it with his hands. And he said, God gave my father David a promise. And he has fulfilled with his hands what he promised with his mouth. It was in David's heart to build a house wherein God would dwell. A place where God would dwell. Not be contained, not be limited to, not be restricted by, but would dwell. You could know that God would be in that house. He may not be in every house. He could be in every house if he were welcomed in every house. But he may not be in every house. But David said, I want to build a house where you can rest assured the Lord is dwelling in that house. I know that he dwells in the thick darkness. I know that he inhabits the praises of Israel. I know that you can call on him wherever you are. I know that
that you can worship him in your living room. I know that you can feel him while you're riding the bus to work. But I want to build a house where everybody knows God is in that house. I want to build a house where everybody can understand the Lord lives in that place. He's not restricted to that place. He's not confined to that place. He's not contained to that place. The heaven of heavens cannot contain him. There is no limit to his power, to his ability to be omnipresent. But I do know one thing for sure. He is in that house. Hallelujah. That's what David and Solomon were saying. Solomon was saying, I, I would never be able to contain God. Don't get it twisted. Don't think that just because you can't make it to this house that you can't feel God. But I want you to know that this house stands as a place wherein God dwells. One of the things that Solomon did was he built an altar. It was a massive altar. And it was high above for all the people to be able to see. And he sacrificed unto the Lord at that altar. Let me tell you that what, what is involved in building a place for God to dwell. There must be a massive altar. It has to be high. It has to be lifted up. Now, I'm not talking about a natural altar. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a spiritual altar. And the house that we are building for God to dwell in is a house where the altar is going to be as, as the absolute centerpiece of everything we do. Again, I'm not talking about the natural. I'm talking about the spiritual. It's a place of sacrifice. It's a place of exalting sacrifice. We're going to talk about it more in October. But Tree of Life Church is a place where we lay ourselves out for the glory of God. It's a place where we lay ourselves down for the glory of God. This is not the kind of a church that just tries to get by and tries to look out for ways to convenience ourselves. There's a world that's lost and dying and going to hell. It involves people willing to sacrifice, to set aside time, to set aside their own preferences and privileges and saying, Lord, be God of all, be God above all, be God through all and in us all. Lord, use me for your glory. Allow me to be used for your glory. The, the altar, the place of sacrifice is of utmost most significance and there was no greater sacrifice in all this earth that was ever made than that of God manifest in flesh when he hung upon that old rugged cross I want you to know that that cross is going to be magnified that crucifixion is going to be magnified we're going to create a place where God can dwell and anybody and everybody that comes across our path they're going to see Jesus high and lifted up from the earth and the Lord will draw all men unto him hallelujah they're going to see it they're going to see it they're going to hear it they're going to hear it in our preaching they're going to hear it in our singing they're going to hear it in our prayers they're going to see it in our lifestyle they're going to see it in the way we treat people they're going to see it in the fruit of the spirit that flows from our lips and from our deeds because we are here to build a place where God can dwell we're going to build a place where people know the spirit of the Lord is in that house I don't understand what it's all about but those people have have a hold of something. The people that gather in that building, they know God. They talk to God. They hear from God. And they're ambassadors for God. We're going to build a place for God to dwell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Solomon said, I'm going to build a place where the name of the Lord is. I want the name of the Lord in this place. I want everywhere people look to see the name of the Lord. Hear what I'm telling you, Tree of Life. We are a Jesus name people. We are a Jesus name people. We will never compromise it. We will never turn our back on it. We're a Jesus name people. We pray for the sick in Jesus name. We lay hands on them in Jesus name. We baptize in Jesus name for the remission of sins. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein and they are safe. I want everybody to know the name is in that building. The name is in that building. The name of the Lord that is a strong tower is in 
in that building. The name to which every devil is subject is in that building. The name to which every sickness is subject is in that building. It's not restricted to that building. It's not contained by that building. It's not confined to that building. But it does dwell in that building. Hallelujah. I know there are miracles there. I know that there is power there. I know that there are people praying there. I know that people there love one another. I know that people there show grace to those who are in need. I know something about that Tree of Life Church. They're building a new building. It's going up starting March 2021. And I don't know much about them or what they do, but I know this. They love one another. I know this. They love everybody that walks through those doors. I know this. They love God with all their heart. I know this. God dwells in that building. Hallelujah. Solomon said, Lord, I know I can't contain you. The heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. But I'm going to put your ark in this building. I'm putting the ark of your covenant with man inside this building. I want your glory here. I want the presence and the power of God to rest upon this building so that everybody knows there's victory in this house. Hallelujah. When you walk into this place, you're not walking into just one other building. You're walking into a place where there's victory there's victory for the downtrodden there's victory for the defeated there's victory for the broken there's healing for the brokenhearted. he'll put your marriage back together he'll put your friendships back together he'll put your mind back together he'll heal your body and he'll save your soul he'll hallelujah touch your mind and he'll make you whole I'm talking about building a place for God to dwell Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No, he, he can go anywhere he wants to go. He can fly upon the wings of the wind. He's all over this city. He's all over this nation. But we're building a place where everybody can know he's there. He's there. Hallelujah. Solomon explained his prayer to the Lord. He said, Lord, he said, listen, I have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry, verse 19, and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee, that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, that said, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. He said, if a man sin against his neighbor and an oath be laid upon him to make him swear and the oath come before thine altar in this house hear from heaven and do and judge thy servants and compensating compensing recompensing his way upon his own head requiting the wicked and justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness in other words he's saying Lord if a man sins against his neighbor I want this house to be a place where he can come to this altar and seek your face if he's done something he wish he wouldn't have done if he's made a mistake if he sinned against his neighbor and he deserves every bad thing that could come his way lord i want this house to be a house where he can come from wherever he is and from whatever mistake he's made and i want him to find you at this altar hallelujah in verse 24 he said if israel be put to worse before the enemy and return and confess your name if their sin has put them in a battle with their enemy that they're losing and there are a lot of people that are in battles with the enemy and they're losing those battles the enemy of their soul is defeating them and it's because of the sin that's in their heart the sin that's in their mind the sin that's in their actions and they're losing he said God if that's the case if Israel is put to worse before the enemy because of his sin but he returned to this place and confessed thy 
my name and call upon you. Lord, I want you to meet him here. Lord, I pray that you'll meet him in this place. Don't let him go from this place unchanged. Let this be a place where anybody and everybody, regardless of their battle, regardless of their struggle, regardless of what mistake they've made, that they can come into this place and see the mercy and the grace of God. Verse 26, he said, if the heaven is shut up and it gives no rain because of the sin, if there is some kind of a famine and, 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 and they don't even know what they can do because the heaven is shut up, there are no blessings falling from heaven. There's sin that's blocking everything that would come their way. Lord, if this is the case, I pray that you'll have them come to this house. Send us the dejected. Send us the broken. Send us the rejected. Send us those that have had no rain. Send us those that have no harvest. If the heavens are shut up, that they give no rain, Lord, send them on over here. Because if they'll return to this place and confess your name, Lord, let this be a place where they can hear your voice again. Let this be a place where they can touch you again. Let this be a place where they can find you. Are you getting the understanding? This house is a place for God to dwell. But this isn't a house necessarily for the Lord. This is a house for for the people to find the Lord. This is a location that is wholly dedicated to people finding God. That's why we exist. We don't exist to create some kind of a social status. We don't exist to create some kind of a class of people. We exist as a place where people, any people, anybody can come from wherever and find God. This is a city of refuge. I said this is a city of refuge. This is a sanctuary for the broken. This is a sanctuary for the lost. This is, this is a place for God to dwell. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said if there be darth in the land, famine, if, if there be pestilence, which is like a plague, if there be blasting, if there be mildew, if there be locusts, if there be caterpillar, if their enemies besiege them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore, whatsoever sickness there be, then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man or of all thy people, Israel, hear thou from heaven, forgive and render unto every man according to their ways. You know the hearts of the children of men but Lord when the pestilence comes and when the famine comes and when the mildew and the locusts and the caterpillar come people are going to need a place to go let this be the place that they go let this be the place where they run and let us be ready 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 now to receive them and help them seek the Lord Hallelujah. I'm, listen, folks, I'm not trying to build a pretty building to build a pretty building. I'm not trying to win awards. I'm not trying to get us on people's radar so that they know, oh, wow, that's a beautiful building. No, that's not why we're doing this. We're building a building so that the masses can come, so that the multitudes can come, so that your lost loved ones can come, so that your lost friends can come, so that your lost co-workers can come, because the locusts are out there, the caterpillar are out there, the mildew is blasting. Yes, it is. The pestilence is out there. People's eyes are looking for salvation. Let them come to this building that we build as a place for God to dwell. I thank you for understanding what I'm preaching. I know you get it. I'm preaching to the amen corner. This whole place is the amen corner. Everybody on that live stream is an amen corner. Go ahead and praise God in your living room because we believe this. I'm not trying to talk anybody into nothing. I'm just reaffirming everything the Lord has already put in your spirit. And I've come to remind you that he that hath begun a good work in us is able to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We didn't come this far to turn around now. We're going to do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. I, I, listen, I believe we're going to reach three million by the end of the year. 
I'm going to say it again. I believe we're going to reach 3 million by the end of the year. I'm going to say it again. I believe we're going to reach 3 million by the end of this year. I believe we're going to reach 3 million by the end of this year. I believe we're going to reach 3 million by the end of this year. I believe we're going to reach 3 million by the end of this year. I believe we're going to reach 3 million by the end of this year. Hallelujah. Because we're building a place for God to dwell. Hallelujah. 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 Notice what the word of the Lord said. He said, moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people Israel, but is come from a far country, for thy great name's sake, and thy mighty hand, and thou stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house, hear thou from the heaven. Lord, I, I want to build a place for the strangers to come. People that don't believe like us. People who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. People who don't know there's a God in heaven who loves them. People who have never heard of Jesus. I'll never forget years ago, we were eating at a restaurant. And the young lady that was waiting on us, the Lord moved on us to witness to her. And she was from a far country and didn't speak very much English. And as we began to witness to her, I'll never forget her saying, what is church? And I'll never forget her saying, what is Jesus? And I realized see, she was only a couple blocks from the church working. And here we, we just came, we just got done talking in tongues. We just got done shouting and dancing and singing and glorifying God. And here this, this stranger from a far country that God died for, that God came into this world as a man, gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, that she should not perish, but have everlasting life, and she doesn't know what Jesus is, and she doesn't know what church is, God forbid, I want everybody that comes within any radius of this place to feel something when they go by, I want folks driving up and down 71 to feel an electricity, even right now, do it, Jesus. Let them feel what's happening in this house. The deliverance and the power and the healing and the victory and the salvation of the Lord. I'm telling you, something's gripping us. Something's getting a hold of us. Because we see, we see what God has promised. And we know he'll fulfill with his hands what his mouth has promised. Hallelujah. He said, uh, I, God, I want the strangers to come. Those who don't understand Acts 2.38. Those who've never been baptized in Jesus' name. Those who don't know what it means. Those who've never received the Holy Ghost. Those who think it's crazy. I want all of them, all of them to come into this place. And I want them to call upon you. And I want you to hear them. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. I can see him walking in. Hallelujah. I can see him right now walking in the multiple entrances that we're going to have in that building. We're not going to have just one little entrance. In that building, we're going to have multiple entrances. Hallelujah. If we still have to social distance by then, who knows what's going to be. But you'll be able to do it in that building. Hallelujah. And it starts March 2021. And what we've got to do between now and then is exactly what we're doing and thank you to each and every one of you who are giving sacrificially unto the Lord. We've got to give. We've got to give and bring glory to God. I want you to know that every effort we make is touching somebody's life. The strangers are coming. And when they get here, be ready to know that God brought them. God brought them. They may not know Jesus they may not know Bible. They may not know Pentecost. They might not know apostolic. But, but notice what Paul said. He said, you were once a stranger. 
You were once a stranger. How many remember when you were once a stranger? How many remember when you were once a foreigner to the household of faith? That you were a stranger to the commonwealth of Israel? That you didn't know what it meant to clap your hands or sing or dance? How many remember when you looked around and thought folks were crazy because they were singing and dancing? But now you're singing and dancing with all of them. Right now you're talking in tongues and magnifying God because you found that grace that is all complete and satisfies your every need hallelujah notice what the bible said he said if your people go out to war against their enemies by the way that thou shalt send them and they pray unto thee toward this city which thou hast chosen and the house which I have built for thy name. Hear thou from the heavens their prayer, their supplication. Maintain their cause. Hear this. If they sin against thee. And I love the parentheses here. If they sin against thee. For there is no man which sinneth not. <laughs> You better understand that tree of life. All of us have got to understand it. There is none of us that have no sin. There's only one who has no sin. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and you deliver them over to their enemies, and they carry them away captives unto a land far off or near, yet... If they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captive and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity saying we have sinned, we have done amiss and we have dealt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart, with all their soul in the land of their captivity whither they have carried them captives. Verse 39, hear thou from the heavens even from thy dwelling place. Hallelujah. He said they're going to come toward the city which thou hast chosen, toward the house which I have built for thy name. Hear them. Hear them. Hear them. I want everybody that has gone out from the presence of the Lord and have fallen into sin, I want you to hear what I'm saying. This is a place where God dwells. This is a place where you can make it right. This is a place where you can walk into the building and you don't have to worry about people side-eyeing you and you don't have to worry about people smirking. You don't have to worry about people judging. You don't have, you don't have to worry about, I rebuke all of that ungodliness. In the name of Jesus, let it not be so named among the saints for such were some of us such were some of us there's not a one of us that deserves to be here every one of us deserves to be burning in hell right now so how dare we look at somebody who's seeking God as though they don't deserve to be in his presence none of us deserve to be in his presence if the prodigal returns give God praise give God praise give God praise Ah, hallelujah. They can do it in this house. They can come to this house. They can pray in this house. They can worship in this house. God is in the house we are building for him to dwell. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands right now and receive it in Jesus' name. I want you to get somebody in your mind right now, somebody that you know God's moving on their heart. Hallelujah. Or you want him to move on their heart. Pray this prayer that Solomon prayed. Lord, in Jesus' name, move on their heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Move on their spirit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, stand with me right now. In the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, you have given sacrificially unto the Lord this morning. God bless you. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. That every offering that has been made in this moment and throughout, throughout this campaign and to come. Lord, in Jesus' name, bless it and multiply it. Give unto those that have given good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Open the windows of heaven upon them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lord, they've given today and they've given over these last two years and more. And they're giving into the next year. Lord, thank you for your goodness to them. Bless them for their faithfulness in times of adversity. Bless them for their faithfulness in times of challenge. Bless them, Lord, for the sacrifices they make to make sure there's a place 
where you can dwell and meet the needs of the people that are coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what's about to happen. In the name of Jesus, let me tell you what's about to happen. There is about to be a lifting. Hallelujah. God has allowed us to see what life would be like under his judgment. You remember what it was like walking through those cold days of March and April, wondering where the virus was lurking, wondering what was going to happen to the economy. You remember what it was like. Yeah. And God has allowed us to know how quickly things can change in our lives. Things are about to lift. Things are about to lift. And when they, hallelujah, when they do, people are going to come running to Jesus for salvation. And we have to be ready. Our hearts have to be ready. We have to snap out of complacency if there is any. We have to snap out of carnality if there is any. It's not time to fall asleep. Don't let this world or its problems lull you to sleep. It is time to build a place for God to dwell. My heart is full today. I thank you so much for your giving, your sacrificial giving. Let's worship God together right now in the name of Jesus. Let's worship God together right now. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there's something moving in this house. There's something moving in this house. God is moving in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anointing in this Yes, there is, Lord. Yes, there is. There is a stillness in the atmosphere. Come and lay down the burdens you have carried. For in the sanctuary, God is here. <laughs> yes. Yes, Lord. There is a stillness yes, Lord. in the atmosphere. Come and lay down. Come and lay down the burdens you have carried. <laughs> in the sanctuary. My God is here. God My God is here. Yes, He's here. says he inhabits the praises I wonder if we could all across this building lift up a praise right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah can we praise God for what he's doing in Tree of Life Church how he's kept us and how he's leading us hallelujah our mouths have spoken it and the Lord is performing it with his hands hallelujah listen God's got his hands on this God has his hands on this project. Hallelujah. He's going to bring it to pass. He's going to bring it to pass. Come on, praise him for it right now. I want you to praise him for it right now. I want you to praise him for what's being built on this parking lot. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
Come on, praise him for what he's building on this parking lot. Lord, I thank you for building this building. And Lord, you built us before you built it. And I thank you for that, Lord. You took us through some valleys low. You took us across some mountains high. And you kept us along the way. And I give you praise for it, Lord. I give you praise for it, Lord. And lift the heavy burdens. He is here. He is here. He is here. Yes, he's here. My God is here. Oh, to heal the hopeless heart and bless the broken. I want us to praise God for this new worship center. Let's praise Him for this new worship center. Clap your hands, lift your voice. Thank you, Jesus, for the new worship center. We give you praise for it, Lord. Lord, we know you're doing something. We know you're doing something we couldn't do for ourselves. Lord, you're moving mountains. Yes, you are. You're moving mountains. You're making things possible that we couldn't do on our own, and we give you praise for it. We give you praise for it, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to dismiss row by row from back to front. Hallelujah. As you go today, in Jesus' name, go declaring the word of the Lord. Just speak it. Speak life. Speak life. Say, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing at Tree of Life. I thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. And I give you praise for every soul that's about to be saved. Hallelujah. Give him a prophetic praise as you leave this house in Jesus' name. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to us, speak, Lord. 